gatekeeper of your temple. Don't let fear, don't let lies of the enemy. You are loved by God. Never forget that. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you've done in the past. Jesus said he died for you. You are valuable to him. Don't you know the angels long to see what it is that you have that they don't have? Because <laughs> you have this sweet fellowship and communion. And you have his power and authority to work miracles in the law in this world that others might turn to the Lord and they might receive his love and his value. God is amazing and he wants to do amazing things through you. And I love that song, what the enemy meant for evil, he turns for good. So you know what? We're ready to see a lot of good. <laughs> the enemy has done a lot of evil to cause fear, distractions, to cause chaos. So we're fixing to enter into a place of miracles and freedom. <laughs> Lord, we just invite your heavenly hosts here this morning. We invite your angels who are sent to assist us, Lord, in doing your will. <laughs> Lord, we want you to receive everything you paid for on the cross. We love you so much, Lord. Lord, we want to just be... Um, Surround ourselves with your love that others might feel your presence and your love. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, I thank you that I was glad yesterday in my prayer room because I knew you would be here. You would be in our midst because when people gather in your name, you're in our midst. And we have gathered together in your name today, Lord. We love the name of Jesus. Lord, you're our hope. You're our salvation. You're our deliverance. You're everything to us. You are everything to us, Lord. And we just receive what you have for us today. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Well, today, I wanted to read a story in the Old Testament. Because this is a prophetic house, many times we will ask you to do things that are strange to the natural mind. <laughs> That's an understatement. <laughs> But I believe that God doesn't want us to get in a place where we're stale. We're doing the same thing, and before you know it, somebody comes up for prayer, and we know how we're supposed to pray. The five-step role model is a good place to start. It's a good place to do. But we have to remember to ask, Holy Spirit, what do you want to do for them? Sometimes I come up for prayer. And what I came up for prayer for isn't what God answers. But he knows that's what I need. He knows what I need at the moment. I think I need something else. God knows what I need. So we're trying to yield to the Holy Spirit, to let him take us out of the box of religion, out of our preconceived minds. Because we have a way of doing church that we've been doing for years. But we're in a new place. The shaking on the earth. Some of it was to shake us out of that religion. <laughs> I was raised in a very religious background. And God would hear your prayers if you said the Our Father a million times. <laughs> it was all about repeating so I wasn't focused. I wasn't focused on the Lord. I was repeating, how many times can I say it? 
How many times can I say it today, you know? And Tim has used that model for us today. He said, and what we're praying today is, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. So God wants his kingdom manifested on the earth today. So the story I want to read you, because I don't want to take too much time, because I know William has something too. And I want to hear from Prophet William. I want to hear from my friend. My friend, he sits in the presence of God, and he lets God purge him and cleanse him. You wonder why he has so much oil? It comes from the presence of God. God has given us keys. That's a key. You want more all sit in the presence. But the story I want to tell you about today is a story in 2 Kings. And in 2 Kings, we're going to talk about Naaman, who was asked to do a prophetic act. And he didn't want to do it. Have you ever been in that place? <laughs> I've been in that place. <laughs> so the prof Naaman had leprosy. But he was the commander in the army of Aram. And they had captured a city of Israel. And in their captivity, they had captured a little girl. And he gave this little girl to his wife to be her servant. And this little girl said to his, uh, Nahum's wife, I wish that my master, she called him master now, she was a slave, but she was a child of God, would know the prophet in Israel, because the prophet in Israel would be able to heal him. So that story was repeated to Naaman. And Naaman went to the king, because he was in good standing with the king, because he had won many battles for the king. And he told the king what was said to him. And the king said, you must go. But he said, you're going to follow protocol. You're going to go to the king of Israel first, and I'm going to give you gifts to give. So Naaman went to Israel, and he went to the king of Israel. But the king of Israel wasn't walking in, the, in submission to the Lord. <laughs> and he was scared out of his mind. He said, is this a trick? I can't heal anybody. Is this a trick? Well, Naaman was sent to Elisha, the prophet. So he went to Elisha's house. But Elisha wouldn't come out. Now here's the commander of the army of Aram. And he's got gifts. Elijah's not coming out. He said, tell him, go dip in the water of the river of Judah. Is it Judah? I hope I'm saying that right. Jordan. Thank you. Thank you. Go dip in the river of Jordan seven times. Naaman was mad. <laughs> if I wasn't in church, I'd have to say something else. He was mad. I came here with gifts, and he tells me to go dip in the water of Jordan for seven times. That water is muddy. <laughs> we have better water where I'm from. But his servants with him said, Master, if he had told you to do something hard, you would do it. But since he told you something simple, you don't want to do it. So Naaman went. He went. And he dipped seven times. And I want to tell you, we're going to read Second Kings and tell you what happened to him. He got more than just healing of leprosy. And the kingdom of God was manifested because he obeyed the prophetic act. So I want to encourage you. When we have prophetic acts in this house, take part. You don't know what God's going to do. He not only got his physical healing, but he got his spiritual healing. So don't put Holy Spirit in a box. He might tell you to do something strange. <laughs> so I'm going to start with 
verse 11 and 2 Kings verse 5, and I'm reading from New Living. But Naaman became angry, and he stalked away. I thought he would certainly come out to meet me, he said. I expected him to wave his hand over the leprosy and call on the name of the Lord his God and heal me. Aren't there rivers in Damascus better than any of the rivers of Israel? Why shouldn't I wash in them and be healed? So he turned and he went away in a rage. But his officers tried to reason with him and said, Sir, if the prophet had told you to do something very difficult, wouldn't you have done it? So you should certainly obey him when he says, simply go and wash and be cured. So Naaman went down to the Jordan River and dipped himself seven times, as the man of God had instructed him. And his skin became as healthy as the skin of a young child, young child, and he was healed. Nobody could heal leprosy in that day, but the God of Israel could. Then Naaman and his entire party went back to find the man of God. They stood before him and Naaman said, now I know. So something happened to his mind and his inside. Now I know. <laughs> now I know there is no God in all the world except in Israel. So please receive a gift from your servant. But the prophet wouldn't. Then Naaman said, all right, but please allow me to load two of my mules with earth from this place, and I will take it back home with me. Isn't that exciting? He couldn't see the God of Israel. He knew the God of Israel was there because the God of Israel healed him that nobody else could heal him. And he wanted something, something from the God of Israel. I want some dirt. If, if it's just dirt, I want some dirt that I can focus on him every time that I'm feeling lonely or not remembering what he did for me. I want to focus on the dirt, knowing that the God of Israel lives. The God of Israel heals me. The God of Israel can deliver me. The God of Israel can do everything that nobody else can do. That was the kingdom of God was manifested by that prophetic act. Now, had he gone home and not did that, dipped in that dirty water, did what the word of the Lord said coming from the prophet, he would have never received the gift, the gift of healing and the gift of a changed life. I believe he went down to his grave knowing that the God of Israel lives. So if the Holy Spirit wants to do something weird with you, don't neglect it. Do it. Holy Spirit knows what it takes to break off what people need broken off. Hallelujah. Mm, 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 mm. Mm, praise God. An intimate relationship with Jesus will cause you to shift from servant to friends. Nobody wants to really be a servant if you can be a friend. <laughs> Get out of that mentality. You've been washed in the blood of Jesus, and you're called to be a friend. Friends know what the Father is doing at that moment. Don't be full of skepticism. Say with me, I will not be skeptic. I will do what Holy Spirit says, even if it doesn't make any sense to the natural man. Don't, let's see, do the prophetic act and receive the reward and be forever changed. 